Hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Lane Lanero over Zoom video. Lane was born and raised in a small town in Louisiana, about uh, 45 minutes outside of New Orleans, and talks about how she got into music, was singing at a very early age, could carry a tune around three years old. Her mom put her into voice lessons around six or so. She sang actually opera, started off an opera. She talked about going to California at a very early age and she took part in this summer camp slash kind of contest, which she ended up winning. And that allowed her to join a group in California and they'd play different fairs and uh, new shows and festivals. And that led to her being hired by Kids Bop to record on a handful of songs on those Kids Bop albums. She talked about going back to Louisiana and traveling between Nashville and Louisiana during her junior, senior years of high school. She currently attends Belmont University in Nashville. She talks about putting out her first few songs, the support of her high school, especially during those early songs like No Sweat, where she was able to use the actual high school she went to in the music video. And she tells us all about her most recent song called Broke. You can watch our interview with Lane on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Lane Lanero. Sweet. Well, I'm Adam, and this is about you and uh, yeah. your journey in music. And we'll talk about uh, Broke, which is the latest single, I believe, yeah. you put out. Killer. Awesome. So I always start off with uh, Born and Raised. You're from Louisiana. Is that what I read? Yes. Yes. A uh, small little town in Louisiana. What was that like growing up in Louisiana? It was it was interesting. It's definitely different from being up here in Nashville. Crazy different. Um, I'm not used to like the big city and all that. I mean, I had to drive about 45 minutes to go to New Orleans to get somewhere even like close to an environment like this. But it was nice. Like I was really close to my family and my friends. Like I had a really quick drive to school and stuff and everyone. It was just a really like close knit environment. So, yeah. So it was a small town that you grew up in. Yes. Yeah. Like 700 people. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. My <laughs> high school graduating class was like 1200. <laughs> oh my God. No, my, my high school class was 400. So. Oh, wow. That's wild. My, my high school. The whole high school is 400 people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 Like 90. Oh my goodness. So very small town. So what about music? Do you come from a musical household at all? Anyone in your family, a musician? Not anyone in my really um, inner immediate family. That's what I meant to say. Immediate family. Um, I have an uncle. He is in a band. He plays like every instrument ever. He's amazing, but not really. So it was kind of like a surprise when mm -hmm. I started because uh, my mom and dad, they don't really do it. Um, I have one relative, like distant relative, um, who was a jazz musician in New Orleans who was like, kind of well known. But other than that, yeah, no, it's um, I'm kind of the only one. So everyone's like, OK, it's your shot. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> were you interested in music at a very early age? Like, were you singing very young or uh, did you, were you interested in playing piano or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I 
well, they, what they told me, I don't know. I started like singing and making up songs when I was like three. Wow, um, and I, that's really young. And my, yeah, I know. And my parents were just like, are we crazy? Or are they like not bad? Like, obviously it's a three-year-old. So it's like, right. you know, they're not like commercial ready songs. But they're like, they're kind of, they like make sense and they rhyme and like to kind of can hold a tune and stuff. They were telling me that. And um, so when I got to like an appropriate age, I think like six, I started singing lessons and I got like classical training, which was, I started with opera and stuff oh, like wow. that. Yeah. So I did opera and I've, I've kind of gone through like all the genres. I've done opera and music theater and country and pop and stuff. So um, I've kind of seen like all sides of it, but it was, it was really cool to be able to have like, start from such a young age and like get that um musical experience like in my belt from that age yeah to, to grow up in a small town how'd you find a a vocal teacher especially like an opera singer like how how yeah. did <laughs> it was amazing too her name was kayla she she worked at the local college southeastern she taught lessons but she was also a student herself oh, she was wow, a okay. at the college so i took piano and sing lessons there um with i took piano lessons with someone i hated piano oh my gosh i i hated doing those lessons but i did my sing lessons with her um but yeah it was always it was always a struggle i mean i had another singing teacher who was also great she was five minutes from my house um she helped me so much and then i actually switched to online lessons with um a woman from california mm. so i started doing those over zoom before I was even that knew difficult? All- yeah, that must have been hard yeah, to do. Is you have to do like the, um, it's like a connection thing. Uh, uh, I can't think of the right word, but um, where things are off. I'm yeah, like a latency things- issue. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing things different time than she is, so it's kind of difficult. But now I teach lessons over Zoom and stuff, so I'm used to it now, and I'm still learning the ways of it, but I'm still getting used to it. So it's kind of come like full circle. <laughs> Oh, wow. So you teach lessons now as well? Yes. Yeah. Just a few. Just That's like on cool. the. Yeah. Very, very cool. So musical theater, opera, were you like doing something like opera? I would imagine as a child, was that something you were still interested in? I mean, you probably weren't singing like pop songs. Uh, yeah, I was. I don't know. I was definitely like doing both. I think it's just because the classical training, like it's a lot of like breath work and like serious kind of stuff. Sorry. It's very echoing. And stuff. a lot of breath work and like serious stuff that I think we just started with the opera stuff just to kind of work in that professional training, I guess. And mm-hmm. I don't really know if I was really interested in it. I think, I think I enjoyed it. I, I probably wouldn't have kept it up if I enjoyed it. Cause most kids don't really have much of like an attention span, Sure, but I, I liked singing and I knew that this would like help me in the long run. I kind of, I guess I had that mindset even as like a kid. Um, but yeah. And then from there, it kind of evolved into me doing more things, even with that singing teacher, because we would um, take all those things I learned from opera and just apply them to other things. Mm-hmm. So definitely helpful. And I still use that training in all things. Cause I think it's always good to have a classical background. Sure. Like that's what I'm not obviously like, trained in teaching classical music but i'm trying to like implicate all the stuff that i learned into um like what i'm teaching my little students now because i always think that's good no matter like what genre you're learning mm-hmm. but yeah when did i don't you... oh, sorry no no you go ahead i was just saying i definitely don't think i could do opera now my voice has changed so <laughs> much i cannot sing that high like i i go back and watch videos i'm like 
I could sing that high. That is crazy to me. <laughs> when did you start uh, singing or, or like even like writing songs or doing covers of songs that you were interested in? Like, was there a moment that you can remember like, oh, like now that I have this kind of base of knowledge on how, how to sing and hit notes, like I want to apply that to singing these songs or, or writing yeah. songs similar to this. Um, I was doing I was doing a program in California, um, the Ultimate Vocal Music Summit, and it was kind of like an artist development program. And we were had, you like, living there, or is it over Zoom? You know, like over the summer, um, okay. I would weeks at a time do a few things over there. Um, ultimately, it was this competition, um, and like at the end of it, they picked a few kids, and we continued with the program. But um, it was like a summer so you, camp. did you win the you won the competition? I would imagine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. That must have been a big moment. Yeah, it was it was really cool. And it was and I met like a couple cool friends out of it. It was really cool. Like me and this group, we toured and did stuff together. It was awesome. And that's why I got the kids about things as well. But um, from that, we started kind of writing a little bit. um, And then when I really realized I had an interest in songwriting, I was like, everyone was telling me, if you really are interested in this, you need to go to Nashville, you need to try out Nashville, see what that's like. So then I hooked up with another group um, in Nashville, Go Long Entertainment, and I started traveling up there like every other weekend, um, back and forth from Nashville to Louisiana, writing and performing with them um, and just trying to get as much experience as possible. And that started when I was like 12, I think. Oh, and ever wow. Since, yeah, coming back and forth to Nashville. I'm living here now um, because I'm going to Belmont. But uh-huh. yeah, I've been I've been back in here for so back and forth here since. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So with this, I mean, even pre getting kids, Bob, you said that you with this thing that you had won, you had a group there and you guys would tour like what, what, like what's what did that look like? We did like we did the Santa Barbara Parade um, and we did like news shows and stuff. The basic like the whole premise of the thing was just it's like we were young kids. So it's just like these young kids doing cool stuff kind of thing i guess i was like advertised that we were all like ages. Yeah. um i was actually the oldest but we were all like similar ages so it was just like new upcoming kids whatever and we do like uh sing stuff on radio shows or together as a group or like we did the parade like i was saying and we just had our own float and dressed as like 70 stars and we um sang songs i dressed as janice joplin sang janice joplin song oh, that's um, cool but it was really cool and it was like that's how i met my singing teacher over um in california and i did the zoom calls with her and we worked with um, like some amazing um, vocal coaches and um, producers and stuff up there. And it was it was a really cool experience. Wow. And what about Kids Bob? So what did you do with Kids Bob? Were you on the records or like yeah. how did that work? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know. It's still crazy. I, I, I'm not even sure how we even came apart. It, I mean, she had just asked us if we um, I think she the person who ran um, the program she knew the guy who was the producer for the kids bop for like kids bop kids bop kids and either the kids bop kids were on tour still and they wanted to get this other album out or something i don't know and, and he was like i need i need kids like to come sing and she was like well i've got kids so, <laughs> don't worry that's my whole thing i've got kids come sing for you um so it's obviously a crazy process they sent us these songs like pop songs but like they were obviously changed the lyrics and we had three days to learn them three days to come up and like come record them. And then they flew us up and um, we stayed with them and 
recorded them, produced them and sound like it was all ready in like one day. And it was, it was so cool. And then we were only supposed to do like three songs on one album, but he ended up asking a few of us back to do more songs, um, which was so awesome. Cause I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be like a really cool thing. Like I grew up listening to kids, Bob, like this is cool. And that still to this day is like my fun fact that I would tell people, I'm like, I was a kid's Bob kid. And they're like, they're like, (laughs) and i'm like it's i'm like I'm, i wasn't like actually like one of the dancing kids about kids but like i'm on a few of the cds but no yeah those three songs turned into i think i'm on like 12 now and like four um cds so it's it's was a really really cool experience wow which what uh records did you sing um i'm on a few songs on kids about 32 and then one song in 33 and then i'm on the christmas and halloween edition of 2016 maybe but like for those first couple like because you sing i mean kids bob has hit i mean they're the radio hits right i mean Mm -hmm. what what's what were the songs that you did you remember i did i did work by rihanna (laughs) that's awesome it it was just so weird because they have me doing like these rap songs i'm like this is kids pop and it worked by rihanna i did one dance by drake um and i'm just like how am i supposed to sing these inappropriate songs for kids pop but like the word yeah. change crazy uh just like fire um run run rudolph uh little shop of horrors and a couple others i, I don't know they're not coming to me but funny. yeah that's that's rather uh, it is interesting how they change the words you're like huh i know how did they it, yeah exactly. manage to get yeah the, the whole it, process of it is pretty interesting and it's so funny because like on the like it's it's weird because my name really isn't anywhere. So like I don't really have any like kind of proof like because they, they don't want people to know that it's obviously not kids about kids because like that's what the whole thing's about. But like you can obviously hear a difference because like on kids about 32, it's like some are the real kids about kids and some of them are us. Mm-hmm. So on YouTube, like on the tracks that are us, some of the comments are like, why does this sound different? This doesn't sound like the kids about kids. And they're like, and like, they're not bad comments. Like some people are like, oh, this sounds great. But like, it doesn't sound like the kids about kids. And my grandpa, he made a YouTube account just for the purpose of commenting back to these comments and being like, it's not, it's my granddaughter, Lane Monero. Check her out. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, until like two, three years ago when my friend had begged me to play it. And I just went to YouTube and I was like, looking at the comments and I was like, <laughs> that is my grandpa commenting back to who he thinks these like trolls are and i was like oh my gosh at least he's so you didn't even know he was doing that he just happened no to- i had no, I had no idea I that's funny. It, was, it was so funny but I'm, I'm not surprised they're the sweetest that's awesome i need to go back and listen to work then i'm gonna have to check it out i didn't realize <laughs> that kid bob had like a like a core group of people that just did all yeah. the songs they have, I, they have four or five kids that they just like um have and then when they get old they rotate out and stuff yeah they age yeah. out and they're like we get- <laughs> yeah. that's funny um okay so from kids bop you what yeah from there that you joined that group in in nashville and you're going up and down in nashville yep i'm not with them anymore but um I'm pretty independent now but yeah i'm still writing and um recording and doing all this stuff here uh like i said i'm at belmont so i'm a songwriting major there so that's obviously opened up a whole bunch of opportunities. Um, but yeah, I'm living up here finally now, not going back and forth. Well, I am b- back and forth this summer because I still like to go home and see my family. But sure. otherwise, yeah, I'm um, 
really liking um, being here now. Obviously, like I said, it's a crazy experience, but it wasn't like a complete culture shock, which I was really like grateful for because, excuse me, sorry. I was really grateful Pleasure. for coming back and forth for so long. So I kind of like knew my way around and stuff a little mm-hmm. bit. With uh, the, the first group that you were in that you were coming back and forth for, uh, to Nashville, were you writing the music for that band or were you writing the songs? It was another artist development group. So we, um, I would get with them, um, Sheree and Will, um, and we, I would go out for a weekend and we would take Friday, um, Saturday and Sunday and we'd write like two songs in those Saturday and Sunday. And they'd teach me like how to perform them. And then one night we'd honestly, like a Sunday night, we'd perform that song. Uh, wow. Like he played, we'd perform that song and they'd teach me how to perform it. We'd work on like um, the ways of the road in Nashville and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it was, it was cool. Like I wrote, I mean, we wrote countless songs with them, but I kind of feel like I, uh, aged out of it a little bit. And then once I got to Belmont, I was like, I think I, um, need to kind of figure things out on my own a little bit, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great program and we, um, it definitely helped me a lot with like figuring out what to do and like how to get there and how to write and perform and do stuff like that. Sure. And once you got to Belmont, that's when you started writing and what putting songs out under your name. Um, no, I definitely started. I started before I got to Belmont. I started, um, I think it was my junior year of high school was my first single, I think. Yeah, because I have a music video and I um, filmed it at my high school. It was oh, really, cool. really. Yeah, I uh, yeah, but I think my first single was either my yeah, I think it was my junior year. And I um yeah, I filmed it at my high school. My high school, my high school was always so supportive. Like that's a great thing about coming from a hometown. Like I was like the hometown singer. Like everyone like knew me, and it was so great. I um, everyone was so supportive. Like my vice principal would like pull me out of classes, and he was like, "Oh, your mom needs you to record this real quick. Like you need a, you're getting a call for like an interview real quick. Like here, come do this." And I'd be like, "I'm in English class right now. I can't do this." But uh, he was he was even in the video. He was pretending to be the baseball coach and stuff, and it was. Uh, like they closed the whole school for me and they let me do it. I mean, it happened to be the hottest day of the year in Louisiana and um, the air conditioner wasn't working. So I felt so bad for my friends because we were like dancing and like doing stuff, but it was, it was really cool and really fun. And um, I love how it turned out. So was that for no sweat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's interesting. I mean, it's funny that the, it was the hottest day in the year and that's the song title. Um, so I you were like this is this is this is so ironic um and so that was in 2020 so that was what pandemic or before the pandemic yeah yeah i think it was trying to remember if it was i think it might have been before i think it was a little bit before the pandemic because yeah it was before we shut i think it was the summer before we shut down probably Oh wow! Okay. Maybe after I'm I'm not sure. It all it all really blurs together. I think end of my junior year was when we shut down. So I think it was the summer before. I think it was the summer before my junior year, actually. Oh man, that must have been. I mean, to be in high school, especially towards the end, and have that happen. I mean, were you sick. able to like graduate with people, or were you like kind of the year when it started we, to like clear up a bit? We were lucky. We um. Okay, I'm wrong. It was it was the summer after my junior year going into senior year. I remember. Okay, we were lucky. My the class before us, um, they didn't get a graduation. They had a drive through graduation where they just decorated their cars and stuff, which was really yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. We end of my junior year, we went completely online. Um and then 
we did a little bit of summer school and then start of my senior year, I think we did online too, but we were able to come back, but we didn't have like prom or homecoming or anything. We weren't able to do any of that. We had like stuff on the side. We obviously planned it. My, my mom like planned stuff on the side um, and we did our own dances, oh, but that's cool. we got in trouble for them, but whatever <laughs> we weren't, we, <laughs> we just really wanted to have like a high school experience. Um, yeah, of course. You got that taken away from you. That's a bummer. No, we were able to have a graduation, but we could only have like two or three people there, um, each person, which, but it was better. It was better than nothing. At least we got to walk with our class and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, we missed out on prom and stuff like that, but it could have been, it could have been a lot worse. So sure. I was sure. in general. So when you put out tears dry up that you were still in high school at that point as well. It's uh, no. Or was that later? Or was that uh, how, how far, how far were, were you still in high school? How far? how far? I think how far was the summer? Either my senior year or the summer after senior year. So yes. And then Tears Ray Up was my first semester of college for sure. Okay. Yeah. So you were you had moved to Nashville at that point when that when that yep. Okay. And then you put out Back to Me, which did really well, right? I yeah. mean, was that yeah. kind of like the change or turning point for your career? Yeah. I, um, we knew Back to Me was going to be either was going to be a risk um, because it was totally different from what I'd previously done. Um, it's honestly, it was, it's, it's probably going to be forever. My favorite song, um, the music video, I absolutely adore. I love that my friends were in it, but it's not like cheesy i love that it's just so simple it uh speaks for itself makes the lyrics speak for itself um and i wrote that song with michael farron and i knew as soon as i wrote it that i was gonna love it and i was gonna love how the production was of it but yeah i mean that one really was it was a risk for us to do it but because it was so different from what i had been releasing and honestly even playing and i wasn't even able to play the song really out in public that much because it was on piano and it's it's really difficult to play on guitar and it just doesn't sound as good. So I wasn't able to like introduce it um, when I was like playing around town. So it was kind of just surprised people and I just had to keep teasing it on social media and stuff. But I was so grateful for when it came out, like the results it got and my friends were so supportive of it. They loved it. They still do. Um, and my family and obviously and just the reaction it got was so amazing. And I was so grateful for that because it was a song that really was really personal to me and meant a lot so i was so excited that it did so well yeah what, what was the you know what was the song about if you don't mind me asking um it was just about i had gotten broken up with um like right when i moved to nashville um because we had tried long distance and it just wasn't working so it was just kind of about getting back to being myself like i had it was hard moving to a new city and then trying to find new friends and stuff like that and i had written it right after the breakup of just trying to find myself again, getting back to me, getting back to who I am and rediscovering myself in this new place and rediscovering myself without him and having to lean on him and stuff. So I felt like it was a, a common thing that people have gone through. And like, I wanted to tell people that like, it's okay to like take time. Like it doesn't matter how long it takes, like six months, a year, however long it takes to get over someone, but just show people that like, it takes time to sure. get on. yep and you said that it got uh traction because of social media that's where it really started to see results yeah i think so i mean also it was so amazing cmt posted it and um radio disney also was uh featuring that song as well for shutdown 
super unfortunate. But yeah, they post CMT posted the music video, which was super cool as well. And they also did broke for this. Oh one yeah, too. yeah, I, see, I did see that. It was a group effort of just um, so many supportive like people doing this stuff like as well it was so cool, um, and just getting the word out today and about it was just I think was what just like pushed it. Uh-huh. And you recently put out broke, correct? Yes, broke was. Okay. I think like two weeks ago. Yeah. I saw the video. I watched the video earlier, which is a really cool music video. Again, Thank you yeah, it, it was, it's definitely more of an abstract concept kind of, but it was like, I knew what I had wanted and like, I wanted to try to execute it as simply as possible without making it too complicated. Sure. Being independent. Is it hard to organize things like that? Um, I would say I have a good bit of like connections and luckily I have my mom honestly is really good at doing stuff like this, like making connections and helping out. She's a full blown momager for okay, sure. That's cool. Loves, she loves helping out. She's so amazing. But Marissa, who does my music videos, she's awesome. She, um, the person who did my first music video, Lexi Burke, she is Austin Burke's wife. He's in the country industry. He's amazing. He's independent as well. But Lexi had done No Sweat, and then she blew up um, on TikTok for doing a, like, the Venmo challenge where you um, Venmo her, and she gives huge tips to, like, people who need it, like, waitresses and stuff, like, that she sees on the internet. So she had blown up, and she had gotten on Ellen. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she was so busy, and she suggested Marissa to me. And then Marissa did back to me and I loved it. And now Marissa is so great. And we always were collabing on our ideas. Like she helps me execute things and we talk through and she's got all her own ideas. So it's so cool that we were able to figure that out. But yeah, it's definitely more difficult not just having like all the resources at our disposal because I'm having to figure out who I want producer wise and um, trying to like find people within reason and find people available and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say it's been um, too difficult, but it could be easier, especially being so young as I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sometimes difficult to find people who take me like as seriously, I'd say, just because like they see that I don't really have like a label or I don't have, um, I am so young, I'm like 20, so they're like, don't want to, but then um, hopefully I kind of let maybe they'll see that my talent maybe speaks for herself and they'll let me like, give me a shot. And that's what a lot of people have done. And that's how I have like so many connections and friends. And I just love working with the same people because I just get these great connections with these writers and producers. And they're so amazing in Nashville and like everybody in Nashville knows each other. So when you know one person, like you can get that connection to know someone else. And it's Mm -hmm. just, just been a really crazy experience being down here. being i mean 20s young so like being young and uh like you mentioned people like trying to get people to take you seriously that must be a hard thing you i'm sure you do face you know discrimination when it comes to your age and and working with people like was that something that you noticed early on or like were were you able to just kind of let your talent speak for itself or a little bit i mean especially um in writing i think mostly being young and being a woman, it's kind of, especially when I was like way younger, I never really wanted to write like stuff for my age. Not really like that, but I always kind of had more of a mature mindset and like, I wanted to write 
stuff that was out now, not like to like my age set of like, just kind of like cheesier stuff, which isn't like cheesy. I mean, you know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You, it you, was you, just, you, yeah. You had like yeah. a, an older, an old soul. So yeah, to speak. <laughs> yes. People would, people would tell me that when they'd hear like stuff that I wrote. Um, so when I was just writing with people, they would often come in with these like predisposed ideas for me. And they'd be like, Oh, let's talk about a guy who's doing this. And like, you're hanging out with your girlfriend and like, Oh, da, 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 and like this right. stuff. And I was, but that's like, not me. Like, I don't want right. to like, that's not yeah, authentic but, to me at all. Looks good for you being a woman. And I was like, okay. And then they'd often like write the song for me or like they'd, do it for me and do this uh and like just kind of tell me what to do and i'd be like but i'm here to be a writer as well you know i'm here to like that's why i'm up here so mm-hmm. i feel like some of my rights were kind of wasted when i would be driving up because i would just feel like i didn't do anything and that was kind of like upsetting as i mean yes i was young and i was there to learn but i wanted to learn by also being involved and i felt like um my ideas were kind of shut down just because i was so young and like they felt like i was an experience which i was but um it could have just been like a better experience, I feel like for me, but I mean, it's, it's definitely way different now. And, um, with like so many women now being, um, in the music industry, Lainey Wilson, Megan Maroney, all these amazing people, Maren Morris, like it's definitely now and people like look at women and young women so differently now. And I'm so grateful for that. And I've got, like I said, amazing connections with amazing writers that I just keep up with and producers and they've helped me a lot, like with making different connections and stuff like that. Yeah. I bet you, you could probably make some really good connections just being at Belmont in, in general. Oh. Right? I'm, I mean, there's so many musicians there. Mm-hmm. Like our professors are um, in the business and they bring in guest speakers and stuff who we talked with and will tell us about shows you can go try for and people to meet and stuff. So it's, it's really cool. Just being That's there. Awesome. With Broke, was that a song that you uh, had written? Like, tell me about kind of what that song's about and like the process of that. Was it an idea that you had come up with and you worked in a writing room on it or like yeah. how did it kind of? I had had this idea for kind of a good bit. I had written something like late at night and <laughs> I had presented it to. Amanda, who was the co-writer, um, we had, me and Amanda had been trying to get together to write for a really long time. And then finally one night, like after we had been postponing, we were like, we just need to write. We need to get together and write. So it was like 7 PM and it was so late and we were both exhausted and tired, but I presented this idea and she was like, I love it, but that is better man by Taylor Swift. It's already been, <laughs> I was like, you're so right. Uh, but I had like one line, I think. And it was like, you need to get your heart broke or something like that. And she was like, I like the way you say that. And we were like, okay, maybe that's the idea. And we tried something off of that and we ended up really liking it. And after that, it kind of just came out of us. Um, and we realized we both had really experienced that of guys just needing to be humbled and mm-hmm. um, having, and who need to realize that it's not all always going to be just so easy to break a girl's heart and you need to experience what it's like to get your heart broken so then maybe you'll know what it's like and like realize it's not just all um, like it's, it actually is hurting a person. So then we wrote that and um, I performed it the next night <laughs> and butchered it really bad. And Amanda was there and she was like, Oh, you did better than I could have done. And I was like, I doubt that, but uh, it still had a really great crowd response. And um, I got stamp approval from my mom, which was good because she's the biggest critic. And she was like, Oh, I really like that one too. 
So, I mean, we, um, I sat on it for a little while, performed it out still a little bit. And I mean, people just really liked it. So I tried to start recording it as soon as possible and I wanted to get it out. That's awesome. You said your mom's a, a she'll tell you if she doesn't like the song or not. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's good to have. She'll, tell me, like, she'll be like, I, it's good. Not my favorite. Or she'll be like, she'll be like oh my God, <laughs> I love, love that one. I mean, she's, she's my biggest fan and my biggest critic. So that's cool to have uh, uh, somebody like that in your life that's going to be brutally honest, especially no, your mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. Unconditional love. So she, she says, it, this isn't good. Like, she's not going to. have as many reservations about hurting your feelings. Um, That's cool. Well, you have a bunch of music that you've got ready to come out. Like, tell me like, what's the plan forward? Do you have an EP you're working on or is it just more singles or, I mean, this just came out. So obviously this is a big push, but uh, looking forward in the future, like uh, do you have any plans or releases coming up? I have a lot of um, songs that I'm planning on trying to get out. I think while this, while I have like this traction going, I'm gonna try to get a couple more singles out, maybe focus on an EP, try to get something um, bigger out. But I think for now, I'm gonna try to, in the next few months, honestly, do another single, see how that goes. Cause I've got a lot of songs under my belt that I really love right now um, with amazing writers as well that I just wanna try to get out there for the world to see before I sit on them for too long and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like I said, just performing those out, seeing how people respond and then seeing what I want to do from there. I think. Love it. Well, thank you so much for, for taking time to, to chat. Oh, thank you for having me for real. Yeah. I have one more question before I let you go. I want to know if uh, you have any advice for other aspiring artists. Yeah. Um, I would say just like, don't let people doubt you. Don't don't let people like take it down. I mean, I went through a lot of that. Like I was just saying, I I went through a lot of people in my hometown. No one leaves ever. So I went through a lot of people not believing in me and being a woman, being in country music, a primarily man dominated industry. Like don't let people doubt you and believe in yourself and don't let people um, underestimate you. (laughs) 